so um, yeah so when yeah when it explore a little bit in terms of space what what space uh, in what perspective in what uh, um, so I sit in many 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 ways um, Yeah, so with the emotions, I don't know if you've, uh, it happened to you just in this uh, sitting here that suddenly you notice that the mind is agitated or scattered, obsessed. Before there was just upset, but now suddenly there's a, oh, upset. You know, there's a, something that recognizes this is extremely known to be extremely wholesome, you know. Otherwise, if I'm angry and I'm totally like, fused with it, then this is going to lead the show. You know? But if I'm awake, then what could lead the show? In that space, then compassion can come in uh, respect. You know, like many things that would disappear can uh, re-enter the field, the space for it. Otherwise, there's just space for the anger. But if my container becomes a little larger, what's happening here? Oh, there's anger here. Yeah, but also there can be care, stability, uh, you know. Or if there's, I don't know, discouragement, despair, impatience. I'm trying to name some of the uh, afflictive, perturbating uh, mind states. Huh? So space in the middle of it. It doesn't mean it's going to disappear, but it means maybe that I'll find that it's held in some ways, you know, I'm not swallowed by it, tumbled, <laughs> I was trying to find words, he, he works really hard here, <laughs> you know, I'm not in the vortex, it's known, it's known, that's the practice, huh? <gasps> despair, oh my God, so much despair, grief, <gasps> so much grief, visited with a lot of tenderness with the left because there is a little bit more space for the compassion so that's how i feel uh, uh, one way maybe we could talk about the practice of uh, mindfulness being conscious of what's happening uh, same things with uh, opinions or thoughts you know if i'm mindless my thoughts, they appear as an exact description of reality. Huh? And if I'm a little bit awake to the fact that thinking is happening, then it's held in a space of maybe intelligence. Discernment is the word, wisdom, discernment. I can discern, oh, there's a story being told here. You know, I'm not totally like in the movie. I'm, oh, it's a movie being projected, you know. The monster is <laughs> a paper mon or light, made of light on the screen, you know? So that can be extremely liberating. Oh, okay, I'm making up that story. I actually don't know, you know? <gasps> this is how it's going to go. This is how the night is going to be. This is well, actually, this is a thought. Oh, it's held in a proper scale or space, huh? Instead of being in it, suddenly it's, oh, it's a projection. Okay, let's see, it might be right. It might be a good description of what's, what's going to happen. But right now, what it is, is it's a projection. The projection of the rest of my life is not the rest of my life. 
it's a construction. No? And so I'm waking up to this, and it's held in something vast, more vast. I see that uh, there's space also um, before speech, you know, infuse a little bit of awareness of what's going on. And suddenly, before speech, there's a little space, a gap opens up of possibility to say or not to say, to say rather like this, change the intention a little bit to protect instead of hurt, you know, clarify instead of abuse, you know. I know I'm probably the only one doing this, <laughs> these kinds of things. But being awake, there's the space, and I'm aware, oh, I'm just about... So it creates a space-time even. People describe this, that being attentive, things seem to slow down. At the beginning of practice, ah, speech, it goes too fast when we're talking with the people, and all, it all comes out, and now, oh, I've been practicing for a few years, and now there's a little bit more space. I'm able to feel the body, the space to feel the body while... I'm listening to the other while intentions are coming in the mind, ideas, and noticing this. I can notice the stress and maybe release. So, uh, mindfulness as a protective measure, as a heart, a, a vehicle, vehicle for um, harmlessness. Why do I practice being attentive so that I can introduce a little space? Uh, in the middle of a little space of intelligence, of sensitivity, of discernment, in speech, in, uh, in the actions. Before I act, this, oh, I'm being aware of the body, being generally aware, I'll see what I'm about to do, and decide, oh yeah, for my well-being, for the well-being of everyone, let's go, let's do it, with energy or whatever. Or, whoops, not for my well-being, not, will not lead to calm, will lead to confusion, remorse, agitation, <laughs> you know? And so in terms of action also, I can decide better what's, uh, what's appropriate here. Oh, you know, for me, like an edge of my practice is eating just enough. I have this really strong, con a mix of conditioning and greed, like I want to eat it all, and I've been conditioned that you don't leave anything there, which is, you know, questionable. <laughs> you know, because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm so full, but there's nothing left on the, <laughs> on the plate. Well, maybe it would have been okay to have a little lump of rice left in the plate, you know, and be a little bit more, you know. And so I'm trying to bring space to this infused space there. Okay, here's a choice point. Maybe instead of just going habitually with habitual belief system, let's slow down here. We're getting to the edge, you know, where full is about to happen. You know, let's be really conscious here. That's just one little application, you know. But it's in my mind because I'm digi digesting as I'm talking to you. I ate just before I came <laughs> and uh, there was no space. I felt like I had to finish my Dragon Ball. <laughs> um, space in thoughts. 
So not just in speech and action, but in uh, in thoughts, you know, it's the space to wake up. Okay, what am I doing here? I'm I'm go- am I going down the lane of resentment? Because that's what I'm going to be training, maybe for the next fifteen minutes, even rest of the evening. <laughs> you know, is it really what I want to do with this precious mind, heart, fragile, influenceable? malleable, you know? Do I really want to train it in that direction? So that space of waking, where we wake up to what's happening, what we're about to do, intentions, how we're using our mind, how we're treating ourselves, or anybody else. Just that moment of waking up, you know? So space in all these ways, and um, so helpful. I know for me it's, I'm not sure there's something else, honestly, that I think has more value than, than that. It's been extremely helpful for me in terms of causing less trouble to others and myself. That pause, that space of noticing what's happening what's going to be the choice here because otherwise habit will determine and habits have not always been you know good uh, energies to follow and uh, I was pointing out uh, pointing to this uh, in the sit which I for me is one of the most fascinating area of the practice think I keep bringing it back in different ways, but in inducing, introducing in some space uh, between uh, our perception and, uh, you know, so our perceptions often, they seem like it's reality, like our thoughts, you know, and so sitting here, I like to notice this, that uh, I think there's a taking of things personally, you know, this is moi sitting here. And then suddenly that space of a question, of investigation. Yes, is that absolutely so? Could this just be earth for a few moments? Could, would there be something in there that could be helpful? It's not just a, an intellectual trip. You know, let's conceive reality differently. It's not just a game. It's actually, if I follow the Buddha's teaching... This is essential, essential, and the pith of the problem, you know. So here, I don't know how you, could you hear this in the meditation, this suggestion? I don't know, maybe sometimes the voice of the teacher is like so far away, like... So this suggestion, could this only be Earth, sitting on Earth? No! I refuse, this is moi, you don't understand. How dare you, you know? And, but could it be, just for a few seconds, just earth, you know, give this back to nature. Would there be some relief in this? I don't know, it feels to me, there is. Oh my God, I don't have to carry all this all the time. You know, this is earth, sitting on earth. You know, what if this is, wasn't that your breath? 
It also is. It's one way to perceive reality. But let's put a little space in that perception and see what if there was another perception. It was not your breath, but breathing. You know, could that? I don't know. That space might be scary. No, my breath, my body. I want to stay here. Well. We're starting to, in a way, that's one thing that I think it's touching on, is we're addressing death, you know? We're preparing for death, you know? Let's release some of these ideas that comes with a lot of fear of death. You know, let's, let's bring a little space in there. Could that be the bodies, uh, the earth bodies, you know? So that it belongs to earth, you know? Not so much to a certain me that I conceived and believe it, and I'm very in- invested in, and you know, I'm grasping tight around, you know, and stuck also with <laughs> or in. You know. Could this be just breath? Could awareness? I don't know if you could, you know, play, bring a little space in that belief here that awareness is me. I'm aware. I'm the one observing, being w- witnessing, feeling the breath, hearing the sounds. It's me. Well, let's bring a little space in there. Could hearing just be hearing? A natural event. That's really interesting to me. And it's, uh, I feel it has a taste of uh, freedom, of freeing. Oh, hearing mistakenly took it to be just me. I'm hearing, it's me, it talks about me, it defines me. No, maybe it defines life. That hearing happens in life, in beings, you know. Maybe it's not personal. Not personal, not permanent, and not, what's the other one? Ruth King, she always says that. Honey, it's not personal, not permanent, and not perfect. So not personal, maybe hearing. Even the thoughts, how dare you? These are my thoughts. They're not happening in you, they're happening in moi. Yeah, but pay attention. Bring a little, put this in the space of uh, mindfulness. We might discover that the thoughts, they come triggered by a sound or another thought, associative, conditioned, you know. I don't know, maybe it gets cool, suddenly I have the thought, it's a little too cool in here. Does this belong really to moi, or it belongs to coolness? It seems like coolness is as responsible for the thought as I am. And so, This is subtle work here, but I think I mention it because I think otherwise, you know, we miss the richness that this practice has for us. You know, we could be talking about proper way to sit or breathe, you know, but I prefer to use the time to question this, you know. The emotions that I'm really are mine, my joy, my depression, my creativity, my charge about this or that, you know? Well, could charge b- 
belong to charge. Joseph says that sometimes. Let love, love. Let uh, fear, fear. And so as we sit here, so we, do you see how we're deconstructing a little bit our conception of reality that we don't question? We're, it's, just, it's about me, my emotion, my thoughts, my uh, senses, my body, my breath. You're like, honey, yes, it's totally true. And... Let's explore a little bit. <laughs> now that we agree, it's totally yours. Nobody wants to touch it. Nobody wants, <laughs> you know, it's totally yours. Your emotions, your thoughts, your body, all yours. Now that we've agreed on this, could we play with this a little bit? And, yeah, question this a little bit. Enter the space of investigation, just to see if it would be helpful release a little bit of the tightness. <laughs> moi, what's going to happen to moi? Well, moi belongs to nature. It was made by nature. It's sustained by nature. It's an expression of nature. It's nature. <sighs> I don't know how you feel about it, but to me there's a... Ah, okay... So I'm part of the matrix. Keep living with the fear that I'm the exception to the matrix. You know, there's the whole of life in this little moi, <laughs> separated that will never belong. You know, well, no, it was just a conception. It was just a view. It was just a perception. It appeared like this. It was very painful, but now we're going in, and we're investigating to maybe release that perception that brings fear and uh, isolation so we're bringing space in the f- that view you know, that thing that we're so fused and identified and believe in so strongly because there's this this sense it appears like this it's felt like this I was saying yeah but because our attention was so superficial it just of course it felt like this during all these decades. <laughs> and now we're bringing a higher quality attention, a little deeper, a little more stable, a little less, um, you know, conditioned by what we were told. We're diving under preconceived ideas. And we're discovering what's actually happening. Oh, that gravity does its thing. It's not about me. Of course, there's this thing happening called gravity. And there's this sense happening called hearing until it's not there anymore, or sight, and breath. Belongs to a bunch of conditions, and one day the conditions will change and breath will not happen anymore. Is that absolutely dramatic? Maybe not. Maybe not. So it's good, I think, to, you know, to as much as we want. We don't have to, but if we want to, if we're curious, many of you keep coming back. <laughs> to me, there's a sign there <laughs> of something, you know. 
we uh, can question this. Do you recognize something in that? Even like in an, an intuitive level or like maybe clearly in some ways or intuitively it resonates. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So when you say those kinds of things, I, it gives me permission or it gives me an option to not be so attached. Yeah. And so, and it's not, we, one could think like, what would be one of the extreme of this that wouldn't work? Would be like irresponsibility. You know, you think, it's all open and nothing belongs to me, so I'm going to tell you everything I think, you know? <laughs> and, you know? No, it doesn't come with this. It's, uh, um, one of my friend Temple talks about fluid, a fluid sense of self. So we can do the w- inner work of, uh, you know, repairing the damaged ego and making it like a wholesome ego. And we also know that we're playing with something that is maybe more light than absolutely real, you know. It's, uh, so, you know, it's not a rigid self. It's a fluid self. I pick it up, I put it down, I pick it up, you know. Is it you who said that? Yes, it's me who said that. You know. And later, alone, I can say, oh yeah, there was lack of consideration. It's not me. There was lack of consideration. You know. This needs to be taken care of. It's, it's, it's very, it can create harm. You know. So do you see the different, you know, in one place I can say, yeah, it's totally me, my fault, take full responsibility. And maybe behind or in the conversation, if it has its place, you know, can say, and, you know, it's stupidity that was leading the show. It's not so much a certain moi, but uh, maybe greed or, you know, uh, something was leading that is not helpful and created uh, maybe wounds or, you know, hurt. But if we do this, then, oops, we have to do it the other way also. It means the other, that we blame for everything. (laughs) That other, maybe, it could be for our own release also, that we could say it's not so much them, it's stupidity. (laughs) Or it's uh, confusion, or it's uh, this is what maybe we could despise more than the per you know, the way we identify and define somebody by something. No, maybe it's the behavior that is harmful. You know, the behavior is really harmful. That kind of, the, that, I don't know what, you know, arrogance or that, uh, you know, greed or pushiness or whatever it is, you know, is not helpful for anyone that maybe we can recognize. I don't know if it helps for you, but for me it helps. You know, I give a break to the person a bit. But that behavior, but I don't become, uh, you know, uh, undiscerning. Oh, it's all good, it's all fine. No, it's not fine. This behavior is not fine. But you are deserving of respect. And this behavior, not good. So this plays internally, externally, plays with blame, but it plays with guilt also. It f- can free us from guilt. You know, oh, oh, I've done this thing, I'm such a bad person. This action was not a good choice. <laughs> you know, doesn't make me a bad person, but this was not something that was good. 
to, to do or say. You know, it didn't help. And it came from here, totally. Tricky, it's tricky stuff, but, uh, but I think it's worth going in there. So is it something you do? I'm really curious to hear, like when you share here, when we share, I'm really curious, because yes, Krishnamurti, we love him, we care about him a lot, but I'm, I'm really interested about your practice. Is this something you, you do? Is that the way you're applying your, in your life? In the observer mode that you're describing from Krishnamurti? Well, The observer is something so you do sometimes. Yeah, so you're like mm. more impartial, I think. And so you can say... When you say you, you mean you? I mean or you mean me? Uh huh. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd like to invite us to talk in the I form. Yeah. Maybe that, that would well, be good for you. So, yeah. so what I think is that... So somebody says or does something. Yeah. Um, you have to look at it in a bigger context. You, know? you, you, you mean me or you... Ah, oh, okay. I'm, 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 I'm going to be a little bit on your case, but because sometimes it, le- it stays like this, you know. And yeah, yes. Let's make it really about you. So it's actually in the practice. That's what I'm trying to do. Steps to avoid it so you aren't hurt and you don't hit it. 
Yeah. So in the so car example, so let's let's leave the boat aside. But in the car example, <laughs> in the car example, you. Yeah, in the car example, I'll come in if you don't mind. Do you mind if I come in? Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> so in the car example, you remain calm. Huh? So there was some kind of freedom, although there was this thing with the car and this. Your mind, your mind remained free, but you noticed that others in the car had a different reaction. Huh? Yeah, but great. But for what, you know? Because it's like, I mean, you're not even driving. It's not like a head slam on the brakes and you hit your head. No, it's just we slowed down with the anger at that person because the perception was that some discourteous, irresponsible, stupid driver. But, you know, maybe he just had a fight with somebody. Maybe he's anxious. Maybe he's going to the hospital. Maybe, I don't know what, like, cut them some slack. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just right now, it's like an interview. Yeah. So and then the next question for me would be, how can I cut some slack to the people in my car that are reactive? Yeah. <laughs> That's the other practice. Now, well, oh, I they also have say the... say to them, well, it's just, uh -huh. we just slowed down. You know? Yeah. Like, sort of, to put it in perspective, and then let it go. Some Great. people need to blow up. Good. You know? But I think, like, um, a lot of times we have to cut people some slack because you don't know what mm, else is going on beautiful. in their And like one of those people who sh shouted, like now that you mentioned the people in the car, one of those people I drove home and so it's just going to drop her off and she said, oh, I just want to tell you blah, blah, blah. And then she has this big fight with her brother. Not such a big fight that she feels he's inconsiderate of her, he doesn't think about her. Like, so she was actually, I would say, wounded and agitated which is one reason yeah. she was getting so, uh, so, so like, she know, has like I said, there's always something else yeah. you know when somebody responds so so you have some perspective like oh yeah. if they're irritated maybe there's a bigger story yeah. behind but I find if you can put it a little out there it's not it's not all about you right I mean it's not all about me <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's uh, I don't know and I just find it just makes things calmer and more, like that you have space to maybe understand space. another person and think about another Great. person. If you can't do anything, you can at least send them some good thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> like, Beautiful. But I find that having that space is really important. To not just react, but to consider yeah. what you react. Yeah, yeah. And what we do here would be in the service of that, you know. Mm -hmm. What we do here would be to, like, here in the, when we practice in the silence is to like develop that you know relationship with that space yeah it's not easy yeah? you get triggered in all kinds of ways yeah. thank you thank you what this story brings up for me is such a feeling of tenderness and I notice the more I practice the more it comes up for me of um, how messy all our lives are and we get hooked by these stories, and you know, we get hooked yeah. by a fight with our brother, or we get we get so caught in yeah. that story. This is me, yeah. and that me is so solid, yeah. and and it's just us being human. And I have such a feeling of tenderness of uh, we struggle so much with just being human, yeah, and. So that opens up a space of oh, compassion. It's no? so spacious. Yeah, it yeah. is so spacious for myself and then for the, the people I'm with. 
And then just, just the idea of space in speech. Um, I went to the documentary film about Mr. Rogers, and I, I don't know if he was part of your childhood, but he was part of my children's childhood, and he speaks very slowly. And he listens very carefully. <laughs> and, and it feels so lovely. He looks, he looks at the child and he says, I love you just the way you are. <sighs> and so then that feeling of tenderness, of, of the way we are. And the way we are is messy. Yeah, yeah. And, and allowing that messiness, it, it's kind of that it's out there. It's not so much it's it's me and it's you and it, it's just uh, Universal. nature's messy. You know, yeah. trees fall down and they knock other trees over and, uh, you know, shit happens. Yeah, <laughs> dukkha, samsara, some yeah. of the words that are yeah. used in Buddhist psychology. But I one enjoy. thing... Yeah. And, but one thing I hear also is uh, through the, the story of uh, Mr. Rogers yeah. is uh, that we're, we're also um, kind of uh, permeable. Huh? We touch each other. So you're watching a movie of Mr. Rogers and your heart is transformed. Huh? It's touched. There's really strong impressions, strong effects. Effect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think, oh, that's, that's the space I would like to give to people that I'm interacting yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the space and the acceptance. Yeah. 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 yeah we're yeah. We so one of the in. ways to do, two of the ways to do this that I hear in the Buddhist teaching is, uh, the Buddha said, "Oh, if you want to develop that quality, hang out with somebody who has that yeah. quality." So going to the movie, seeing Mr. Rogers <laughs> is hanging out with him for a little bit and getting these impressions, huh? yeah. being inspired, feeling it. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. So one way is to hang out with people who have that, and the other way is through meditation, through yes. uh, creating that space. Yes, please. Um, following the other two, my reaction is I went to see the same movie called Won't You Be My Neighbor by myself and loved every moment of it. And then I asked the goodest person I know who, who is just such a good, generous, kind person who... Um, runs a breakfast program, I don't know where she bakes, steals and borrows, and get every gets everything for the kids so that they can have breakfast every morning, the kids don't get it at home. So I, I said, why don't you come with me? So I watched it with her, and that was exponentially next to this wonderful woman watching Mr. Rogers. She didn't know him either. And then I heard, and just because this underlines how tricky it is for me, because, so then I hear the news, and I believe she is the secretary of the Homeland Security Department, and a group of uh, demonstrators caught her and were shaming her for what's happening to the children being separated from their parents at the border. But they apparently caught her at the Mr. Rogers movie. So she was attending, and they shamed her, you know. Where she could have been, uh, and I knew, mm. you know, we are, it is so... Messy, Messy. <laughs> somebody was just saying. If we had a little space, we would let her enjoy the show. And, and then shame her. But they, <laughs> <laughs> but they just happened to find her at an experience. 
a little insight into how to live together. Because there is that discernment and not accepting things that are unacceptable. But it, it just underlined for me, you know, it's like, what would Mr. Rogers do? But even at Mr. Rogers' funeral, there were demonstrators across the street from the church uh, and families, and they brought their children, and they were demonstrating against Mr. Rogers because he told the children that they were fine just the way they were, and that's what caused these entitled young people now, and he tolerated homosexuality, and it, that was unacceptable. So here you go, even at poor Mr. Rogers' funeral, you had these exhausted kids with parents telling them that this was a bad man. Yeah. So it's just, and so, you know, staying open and giving space Yeah, the capacity to be in all these discomfortable things and complex and messy. Yeah. How to, how to wade through it without getting reactive takes a lot of practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Anyway, I'm sure mm. these are things that no one else has thought. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it, it, sir, yeah, it does, it does appear particularly messy, but I'm. Personally, I'm not quite sure that it's more messy than it was before, you know, especially if you, you know, at different times in history, there's been... Well, you know, I think that if this word bully, you know, it becomes, we've all seen bullies, you know, from in our childhood, in our playgrounds, we've seen them. But to have them so big, on a daily basis, it's hard to do. Yeah, I agree. That's what I find it. Mm. You know, yeah. that, that's so feminine. You know, there was usually some, somebody out there. It's always a Mr. Rogers. <laughs> but mm. that's what I think has mm. changed. That it's gotten so much press. Mm, yeah. Mm. There's also, a, I mean, it feels uh, important to name that this clean way, you know. You look at Canada as a project, you know, it's highly questionable, you know. Think, talk about separating children, you know, who's, who's done really good at that, you know, or really bad at that. Canada has been really, really separating, uh, you know, indigenous uh, children from their parents, you know. And it was done kind of, a, you know, from the, depending on where you stood, you know. From where I stood, you know, it looked pretty, pretty, you know, but uh, it's quite ugly. So. Mm. Yes, and and not to defend Canada, um, but there has been a general moving towards not denying it, accepting it, accepting that it was wrong. And very, very slowly, 
least the effort is there to try and understand that this should not happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hope. Rather, I rather hope. than, <laughs> I think that's the scary part. No, this is the right decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. What we're doing is good. Thank you. <laughs> um, we also want to look at the positive stuff. So with the nice weather, um, I was out on the night walk yesterday. You know, you can even walk after supper now. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a, a house that had a little sign in three languages. So the, the sign that I could read said, no matter where you are from, we are glad you are our neighbor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just for anyone to read yeah. and all the people around. And mm-hmm. We all felt an uplift seeing that. Yeah, again, how porous we are. Huh? Our mm-hmm. sense, we're touched in so many ways. And so here's another kind of Mr. Rogers yes. <laughs> sign, you know. Or <laughs> the one that, yeah. Wow, very complex. Is it worth sitting in the middle of for a few more minutes before we go uh, home or wherever the long evening can take us? So maybe, uh, maybe a little t- 15 minutes or so of a silent presence here. The practice of meditation is not so much to reflect. That's another activity, very useful activity to reflect But in meditation, we actually just want to feel what's here in the chest area, if you want, particularly where the uh, emotions often are. So some of the things we talked about uh, might have made us uh, uncomfortable in some ways. So the practice would be to allow, if it's there, the discomfort. We're talking about many things unresolved. Can we be... uh, we have some measure of uh, composure, uh, equilibrium, balance in the middle of the unresolved issues. In the middle of a world in turmoil. Here, that quality of care that uh, Mr. Rogers seems to have uh, naturally in him. That tenderness, that uh, that space. not closing down, not uh, denying, not not getting busy in some ways, but uh, staying awake to what's there, 
maybe also the capacity to recognize what is good and beautiful here and now. Maybe the in-breath brings fresh air in the lungs and refreshes the whole system. Maybe the out-breath helps us uh, release what can be released. Creating in our own mind and hearts a space of friendliness, benevolence, compassion. quality of listening, of silence, receiving rather than emitting. Relaxing any tightness around the heart, if at all possible. Any holding. Allowing things to exist in nature as they do right now and transform as they will.
noticing how awareness can uh, experience what is uh, beautiful, what is difficult, what is uh, neutral, so often compared to a mirror, just reflecting back what's there. So sitting here we can be aware, there can be an awareness of the body, of the senses, and of the quality of the heart, mind. It's like this right now. Confused like this, or tender like this, or blase like that or attentive, like this. space of awareness, very different than the space of habits, space of consciousness, of mindfulness. If you want, opening the eyes, just noticing that we're here together, sitting together in silence. So it's an individual practice, but also a communal practice. And uh, it's the last time we meet until uh, mid-September, I think. Mm -hmm. So maybe just appreciating the space that we've uh, created, uh, you know, during the whole school year. <laughs> so thank you very much for uh, your presence.
Thank you. And Bonetti, we'll see you in September. Oui, merci. And I'll ring the bell just to release us <laughs> in case we're really conditioned to get the bell. Okay, let's go and care for this world. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.